gets into the bloodstream and to the brain. It's fun to have fun. The radio is blind, but it comes right into the home. I suppose you just have to close your eyes and imagine what it looks like. Today's society is governed not by the people, nor even the politicians, but by the media, the so-called experts, and the pundits. Welcome to the Punditocracy. Welcome to Punditocracy, mm-hmm. KJHK's politics and culture talk show, where, um, like the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, we've also been screwing Martin Scorsese for over thirty years. He's Wait. like he's like the Chicago Cubs, uh, with every position filled by Susan Lucci. She has a mean slider, by the way. Uh, I, it's my theory that Hollywood is afraid of of talent, and so when Scorsese takes a picture and shows what can be done with the medium. Mm-hmm. They get scared. Yeah, they flee. They're like Michael Bay may never have a job again. <laughs> the cockroaches scurry into the darkness. Yeah, I mean, poor Scorsese. Yeah, come really. on. How is he supposed to keep himself an eyebrow cream? No, no, he's he's like a little furry Italian ball of Schadenfreude. <laughs> uh, yeah, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood needs another Oscar, like Renee Zellweger needs another finger down her throat. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still in fury. Yeah, I agree. I am in fury. And I actually like Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh, and it was a fine film. Don't get me wrong. Million Dollar Baby was a fine film, but come on. Yeah, really. Spread some of the loving around. Uh, we should do introductions. This is Punditocracy, KJHK's politics and culture talk show. Uh, there's a little bit of culture at the top of the show, talking about the cinema. Uh, but uh, I am Gavin, along here with... Galen. Richard. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh, I was mixing it I up for you. you. Oh, we've, we've got so much complaining. <laughs> but, yes, uh, Richard, Galen, and Anna is here also. Uh, and uh, we'd like you out there in the listening audience to be extended members of the Punditocracy family by calling in at 864-4044 or dropping us a line at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Or perhaps visiting our website, punditocracy.net, where, uh, if we're lucky, we shall soon be getting a, uh, an overhaul. Uh, our newest member, Chris, who some of you might remember from calling in, uh, he of the Constitution Party Scholars, uh, <laughs> is now our webmaster, so this should be interesting. Uh, but on to the business at hand. And, um, <laughs> yes, speaking of... Losers from last night. Uh, other big loser this week, the state of Kansas. Hey, like twice, three times over. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Kansas, uh, this is the most national press that Kansas has had in a long time. Uh, and couple, all of it embarrassing. No, actually, no. There, there, there's a couple pieces that weren't you know, uh, too insulting. New York Times oh, listed yeah. Lawrence as one of like the top five places Freshman to visit. Freshman sophomore advising center will be hosting a 2005 <laughs> major affair. Shut up. Uh, right. I think the Kansas Tourism the Board is in for places to visit yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas. Over New York, over Chicago. Over we have significantly less of a urine smell. Yeah. Uh, and our urine I is... I can help it. Our urine is more uh, bovine-based rather than hobo-based. True. Uh, also, uh, Howard Dean was in town, so that got us a lot of coverage. And I consider that positive coverage. But... Uh, that's about as good as it got for Kansas. After that, you had the uh, BTK killer caught and Phil Klein making the rounds. And thankfully, at least one of those guys is behind bars now. Um, but, yes, Phil Klein, our attorney bastard extraordinaire. He's such an Ashcroft. <laughs> Galen, Galen has a little anecdote about Ashcroft and how that has now become... A slur. Yes. Apparently, the airline dubbed version of Sideways, uh, dubbed in the uh, AH cuss word, expletive, expletive with Ashcroft. So <laughs> He's please, speaking Ashcroft. Yeah, so please call your friends Ashcroft. <laughs> Festering, stained Ashcroft. That's right. Uh, yeah, speaking of Ashcroft, Phil Klein, our wonderful attorney general, has. <laughs> Now, again, drag Kansas back into the Middle Ages 
uh, with a recent inquisition, and this is the actual legal term. He's uh, spearheading an inquisition, uh, savor the appropriate poetry there, uh, into two abortion clinics in Kansas, trying to subpoena the medical files of over 90 women who have had abortions, saying that he's investigating child rape. Um, there's he's been investigating a, it real, real hard. Oh, yeah. He's scrutinizing. But what, what Pants I, down around his ankle. What I love about this is this is not the first time that Ash... That Klein has brought up child rape as a reason for doing something. Yeah. He's also used it for gun uh, legislation. He's also used it for... Uh, Tax cuts somehow. Yeah, somehow. No, I mean, it, seriously, this is about the third time he's gone back to child rape as a reason for something. He's kind of like Bush using 9-11 as an answer for every one of his domestic policies. Yeah, exactly. I Klein? just figure they're like, why are you doing this? Child rape. We're raising property taxes? Child rape? Child rape? Yeah. <laughs> the Kansas media is too cow to ask any questions after that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, however, there have been countersuits filed to Klein's inquisition. Uh, with the Kansas Supreme Court by a couple of the two abortion providers whose names have been withheld, but people have a pretty good idea as to who they are. And, uh, Galen, do you have any more specifics on it? I, I don't, actually. Uh, it's just, I mean... Is Tiller still in business? Because it's always Tiller. <laughs> right, always. No, I, I, think, I think that it, it, I mean, it's a terror tactic. You know, ooh, they'll have your name if you, if you get an abortion, so... And the last thing you ever want is Phil Klein you with get, your name. Could you get, like, a punch card at least if they have your name? I, I think so. Actually, uh, if you can abort one of Phil Klein's child, I will give you a punch card. Yes. <laughs> you know who's been noticeably silent <laughs> while I've been discussing all of this? <laughs> and you might think he's not even in the studio right now. Uh, Richard, what's your take on all of these uh, doings transpiring? Well, Phil Klein, I actually, uh, believe it or not, I, I semi-agree with you a little bit on this. Uh, these uh, releasing these files of these 90 women. This is, you know, this is pretty ridiculous. This is definitely taking this issue over the edge. He is giving out personal information about women who, you know, their records should be kept completely confidential on this. Um, you know, I've, I've always believed that abortion, I'm not really going to go into my views of abortion on this show uh, just because I don't particularly want to do that. But I've always believed that abortion is more of a state's right issue. Richard's too and, embarrassed. He um, still doesn't know what an abortion is. Exactly. He calls it a gagortion. Exactly. And, I, you know, if Phil Klein or the state legislator or anybody else in the state wants to try to do something to outlaw abortion in the state of Kansas, the best way to go about that is to do it through the political system, not going to extremes and, you know, labeling people in any particular way or, or – taking away people's confidentiality and releasing their files. I think that's and it goes that's pretty ridiculous, and Phil Klein, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, should be ashamed of himself for doing that. And, and you know you know who's going to be disheartened to hear this, and he's been chomping at the bit to go into you, but you've unfortunately taken a, a, a very moderate position on this. Dr. No, Dr. No, after a very lengthy absence, has returned to us this evening. How are you, Dr. No? Not too bad. Good. Not too bad. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh, latest Phil Klein hullabaloo? Well, the thing that's really scary about this whole situation is it completely flies in the face of all the privacy issues that the uh, that the Republicans always clamor for, especially with the NRA people. That's that's another group of people that the Republicans have aggravated because they don't want any of the confidentiality records messed with there. Yeah. On gun ownership records, I will I will point out though that there are a lot of Republicans in the state of Kansas right now that are not taking Phil Klein's position on a lot of these issues. Yeah, but you know what? Be you, made guys, clear. you guys are such bullies. You think you can get away with everything? <laughs> Although I have to say that uh, nobody has, except for some of the extreme right abortion foe groups actually sided with Phil Klein on this issue. Right. There's right. been a lot of daylight yeah, he, put he, between he, Klein I, I don't, and I don't the Republican think, leadership of Kansas he, right now. Phil Klein what, what, is, is Bush, he really... feels like he has a higher calling. And it, to me, it's a higher fascist calling. This is true. Although, uh, much like, uh, and this has been my argument about Bush for a long time, the courtship of the religious right and the fundamentalists You've is... heard me talk about this before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whore, I mean, they whore themselves to the Republican Party thinking... I mean, I re where did I read this? I read this in Time magazine. 
this week I was sitting there, and I really don't read. I don't read press print much anymore. I don't watch TV much anymore. I just go on what I've witnessed in my 34 years of existence. Um, they had two sections in there. What does one of them was? What does Bush owe the right? Mm-hmm. And they had people with Gary Bowers, bunch of people. Gary Bowers, bunch of fascists. Artie is saying when Bush was backpedaling on the gay marriage ban and doing a couple other backpedalings, Artie is saying, look, we busted our tails for his, this guy. He owes us. Mm-hmm. And uh, has Bush or any of the other prominent Republicans actually followed through and delivered to the religious right? No. To be honest, I don't know. And they sicken me so much I really don't pay attention. <laughs> Well, I'll let you know I mean, that. No, in fact, they have the not lived up to their promise. They don't sicken me to the point where I back up from not paying attention and let them go about doing what they're doing anyway. But it's just up until the point where I just can't take it anymore. I ignore them. And then when I reach that point, I get really pissed off. Well, here's here's the thing: is that well, I think Phil Klein probably is more genuinely insane than Bush. Oh, Indian country despises him. Well, no, I mean, try I'm, to find me a country that does reasons. not despise him. <laughs> I've, I've met the man several times and shaken his hand, and I have to say he is probably the one human being I've ever met that you go wash your hand afterwards. <laughs> he's, sure. he's, he's got dead shark eyes. But but he's you have no idea how slimy he is until you're like, you know, close to well, him. This, uh, there's I, actually I, a viscous I, fluid dripping off of his palm. You're not actually joking. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be. I mean, I have to be careful with what I just said. But the thing of it is, outside of the abortion issue, pretty much. I mean, that's the other issue I, I pretty much look at with all attorney generals. They're all looking out for state sovereignty. And the thing, this was something Coulter was saying as I was listening. They turn it into a state's rights issue and see uh, abortion into a state's rights issue. And the funny part about it is this all ties back into all the issues that the Republicans don't like that they consider to be done by activist judges. And Whereas, in fact, it was an activist judge that okayed Klein's uh, digging through these files. Oh, yeah. A judge uh, that has not been named. And sure. Now, and I mean, now the case in the Kansas Supreme Court is seeking to overturn that activist judge's decision. It kind of depends on which angle that the, the activist judge is coming from, but it's just, it's the point where there's no objectivity anymore. It's whoever gets, it's almost like a Jacksonian spoil system. Whoever gets in there can root out, get get mud on whoever they want to and intimidate whoever they want to to get what they want done. And that's a good point, that this is primarily an intimidation technique. Absolutely. This is just trying to bully abortion providers and uh, abortion seekers yeah, well, it's, uh, it's from providing right. and getting the, the uh, practice. But I, I, I want to be real careful, and I don't want to draw native issues in with abortion issues. They're two entirely different things, but he's done stuff true. like this be- He's done stuff like this before. Him and him and Carlos Stovall both. Yeah. They uh, they they seized when they were feared that there was a tax taxation situation. I'm just talking about intimidation tactics in general. Mm-hmm. They they thought that the state sovereignty and the ability to collect taxes was being messed with. So what do they do? They seized tankers from a from an Indian nation in Nebraska that's servicing two Indian nations on sovereign ground in the or three actually in the state of Kansas. Uh, yeah, I and that tribe that they seized the stuff from and got the arrest warrants out on, they were beaten three times in court by that tribe, and the tribe turned around and filed a million-dollar lawsuit against the state of Kansas. So you see where, I mean, regardless of whether it's abortion or it's other, other sources of, of, of points where they feel like they have to institute intimidation tactics, you see where it gets them. Yes, uh, on the issue of intimidation um, and my one of the points I was trying to make in that a, this is all window dressing to try and appease the religious right. Oh sure, and sure. It's it's all semantics. I mean, they may yeah. they may never get what they want, but by God, they're making all these simpleton idiots we call the state of Kansas happy. <laughs> but it's also political maneuvering. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Actually, that's what I was going to say a minute ago. Is that uh, Klein's positioning himself or attempting to to run for governor? Oh, he get creamed. Yeah, he never knows that. He yeah, gets creamed at everything. Yeah, but, uh, I got a question. How many? How many votes did he win by? Was it like three hundred? Yeah, it was almost nothing. And against an unknown Democrat. Yeah, who, who started the election late? Yeah, ficus plant. I got a question to ask you. Who? Who? Who's more scarier from a fascist standpoint, him or Schallenberger? 
Oh, Schallenberger's even distanced himself from Klein. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Klein, that's Klein is uh, <laughs> really alienating himself. He doesn't even know it, probably. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is I, I mean, I, I know quite well some decent, uh, old-fashioned conservative Republicans who are just like, they think, you know, correctly that he's an ass and are... Uh, Ashcroft. An Ashcroft. <laughs> and, that, and are... Uh, uh, are Come on, glad, glad that he's being turned over and everything, and I think that probably Coulter's on that track there, too. There's not really a whole lot I can say. I think Phil <laughs> Klein is really being he's, an idiot. On this is this. He's, he's taking like you that makes him think he can do what he's doing. It's people like me that makes him think he's doing what <laughs> yeah, he's doing. Why did you keep telling him that? <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's all those flowers he's been sending him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's he, why all you know. Phil Klein, so many Republicans curl you up on Richard's lap yeah, like that, a hairless cat every night. Richard's stroking and scratching you. All fear. I actually had the pleasure of You can intimidate 15-year-old girls if you want to. What did you say? <laughs> I actually had the pleasure or displeasure of sitting in a KU Young Republicans meeting for 10 minutes uh, about a semester or two ago to try to talk to Jim Ryan directly, <laughs> which is a hard thing to do. But, um, Use a Ouija board next time. Jim Ryan, yeah. Jim oh, Ryan yeah. really is not just as a politician, but as a person, a complete Ashcroft. He's a blank. For everything I've seen, there's nothing there. No, it, it, it's a soulless void. No, one of my like, I, my ex used to uh, deliver packages to his house for FedEx. And, Klein? Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, Ryan, and he was just awful to her. She just delivering packages for god's sake <laughs> uh. well doctor now uh, we hate to cut you off we don't cool, let you go on forever but we do have to take a uh, commercial break or a non-commercial bye. break i guess since this is not a commercial station Get but some more in, uh, why didn't you guys talk about dean tonight oh we're going we will, to we will. show's not over can I call back? No, I'm sorry, doctor. All right. <laughs> but I we, went, I went to that. We did. We did. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. If if you notice dead air, please give us a call. We might take your pity. Um, but it it was good to hear from you again, since it has been such a very long estrangement. Uh, we missed you. Yes. Uh, Richard missed you. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, we get back into a rhythm, into our hot, steamy, pulsing affair that we have had these past semesters. Uh, but, uh, again, thank you for calling in, Dr. No, and we'll talk to you later. All righty. <laughs> yes, you're listening to Punditocracy on KJHK, the politics and culture talk show. Please give us a call, 864-4044. Uh, we've been talking about Kansas's own conservative wunderkind, Attorney Woo! General Phil Klein. Which, actually, I want to add another story, yes. uh, which will bring these, these Kansas stories together. Uh, the uh, Finding the BTK killer. Yeah. They had all these uh, news reports on and everything else. And apparently on Fox News, I'm told, they were playing all the press conference stuff. And Phil Klein, who is trying to use this to get political capital, if you've been paying attention as he sits around and tries to talk to anybody about the BTK killer, uh, was talking and Fox News cut him off <laughs> and went on nice. with other news. <laughs> CNN kept playing it, but... <laughs> Phil Klein attributes... Uh, the capture of the BTK killer to cracking down on child rape. Yes, if only the BTK killer had not had a, an abortion recently, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they would late never term have abortion. Late, yes, yes. yes, he, <laughs> yes, the BTK killer, a late term abortionist. Thank God that his crimes against humanity have been put to a stop. That's right. Uh, but yeah, Phil Klein. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Klein, a wonderful poster child of exactly what is the matter with Kansas. Um, yeah, for those... He's, not just a po he's a mascot. Yeah, it's true. I, he's a living embodiment. In fact, if I had the money, I'd make a big he's, Phil Klein suit and run he's around. He's a human avatar for fundamentalist <laughs> jerkwaters. Um, but for those who haven't been following the news or didn't hear the first one, we've been talking about how Klein has been rooting through... 15-year-old girls' abortion records and <laughs> violating a whole lot of privacy laws. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And, of course, it's all under the guise of trying to prevent child rape. And uh, the larger issue that he is politically savvy enough not to beat the drum too loudly on is late-term abortions, which she's trying to crack down on. And also, one of the things that's kind of lost in the shuffle in all of this is the sheer sort of dirty politics that's going on, the, the political motivations behind this. One of the abortion clinics that's been targeted for the subpoenas, for the records, is a Wichita abortion provider run by George Tiller, 
who is a huge political opponent of Phil Klein. Uh, in fact, Tiller spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last election uh, supporting Adam Taft, trying to get Klein out of office. And Klein has several fatwas out on Tiller's head. There's a separate investigation that Klein is conducting trying to link this Tiller to a Texas girl's death after she got an abortion at Tiller's clinic. So this is uh, dirty politics. This is, uh, aside from the highfalutin Christian right moral values spouting crusading, uh, this is just uh, down-home, backroom political assassination. Good Phil Klein for keeping it real. So if you are Phil Klein, an abortion, or the BTK killer, call us at 864-4044. Yeah, a poem about people you'd like to kill. <laughs> See that? Uh, and, uh, Save it for our art show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we plan on doing a, uh, a Spencer Art Museum-sponsored Pontotocracy. Right, we're going to call it 180. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I don't want anyone to think that we're limiting the entire discussion to Phil Klein tonight. Since, as we mentioned at the top of the hour, there were many other notable headlines emanating from Kansas this past week. Uh, Phil Klein being the nastiest, well, kind of neck and neck with BTK, Phil Klein, BTK. I really couldn't tell you which is more depressing for our state. Um, Then there was, Lawrence, hey, not so bad, according to the New York Times. Lawrence the, is the bright spot. Yeah. We are the little oasis of uh, liberal freak knots. And, uh, and you've been listening to Punditocracy on KJHK. And please continue listening through this. We here at Punditocracy, KJHK's politics and culture talk show, hope to heal the cultural divide which sullies our political discourse with this public service announcement. To all the liberals who threatened fleeing to Canada since Bush won re-election, shouldn't you stop being such puss? You're allowing sand to get kicked in your face by crotch-scratching alpha males like Ann Coulter. Besides, Canada blows. To the conservatives who think they've won a mandate to mold America into a Walmart-sponsored theocracy, shouldn't you quit being such assholes? Just because you're impotent and or a repressed homosexual, that doesn't mean the rest of us want to watch blue-collar TV every hour of every day. By the by, you're not going to find those weapons of mass destruction at the bottom of a KFC bucket. For more of this therapeutic, values-driven discussion, tune into Punditocracy every Monday night at 9 on 90.7 KJHK Lawrence. And welcome back to KJHK. Now, let's try something out. Richard? Yeah, did you saw my... Yes. Okay. It's working. Is he back? He's yes. back. He's back! <laughs> Indignation. Aren't uh, you guys just so happy now that I have my own mic? Because Richard, Richard's own MacGyver-like engineering skills were able to plug the microphone back in. <laughs> Gavin over here was saying, oh, no, you don't have to plug that into the little switch there. Uh, yeah, you did. I'm sorry, left-wing media. I was doing my best to suppress it. Uh, uh, Once now, again, now, that, now that Richard has a... Uh, a microphone. If you'd like to talk to Richard, call 864-4044. Unless, of course, you're Dr. No, in which case I don't want to speak with you. <laughs> you're just afraid. That's, that's you're just afraid, man. He knows. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and right off the bat, we have a caller. Uh, Tom is on the line. Tom, are you there? Hello. Tom? Yes. How's it going, Tom? Real good, real good. Uh, I was listening to you guys for a little bit hearing you uh, go back and forth about Republicans and Democrats and such. And, you know, I've voted both ways, you know, Democrat and Republican. And, you know, uh, f- for me, I just kind of wish the Republicans would bring – or uh, Democrats would bring their game up a bit. You know, uh, uh, they, they sit around and they, they may say they, they cut Bush down. And, you know, at least he's, like, willing to stand up and say Social Security reform and kind of mean it a bit. Clinton said the same thing, but he didn't really mean it. You know, uh but I don't know. I just thought. I'd so I, I, I you, uh, you voted both ways, have you, Tom? You're, yes, I have. You're, you're and, one and of those select few sexy swingers out there. Yeah, I voted democracy. for Perot once too, so I'm a, Ooh. I'm a tri-votual. That's right. right so is this, uh, this come from some deep satisfaction with the two parties and and uh, wishing that someone would just do something different? That's uh, that's for me, you know. I'm unrepresented, you know. Uh, pro gun, pro choice, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of torn, you know. Uh, um, and, like you know, I've got different, you know, views on the uh, 
uh, economic situation, you know. Uh, I don't know. But well, I definitely agree with your pro-gun uh, yeah. <laughs> stance there. <laughs> well, I, I think, though, that I think you're actually in the majority. I mean, think about it. Half the country of legal-age voters didn't vote, even in this election. You know, and, and it's sad. You know, I feel unrepresented. You know, I'm an educated man, and I've been a working man. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've done, you know, my share, and uh, been around, and it's uh, it's just sort of sad that we got nobody that is really like a, you know, each person is like splitting it fifty fifty, and I think uh, you know uh, we need a uh, you know a seventy percent or better leader. You know, <laughs> are there any politicians that you admire right now, Tom? Um, no, yeah, that's something everybody has to think about. Oh, yeah. GW, you know, he, he does it for me mostly. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, if he came to Lawrence, you know, we'd have a good night on the town. He's a <laughs> So he, he passes the uh, would you like to have a beer with this candidate test for you? Yeah, mostly. And, you know, I mean, you know, I've heard that in the media and such. But the guy, uh, you know, uh, he does seem like somebody you'd want to have a beer with. <laughs> you know, I don't know to me. Well, I, and not to denigrate any of my drinking buddies, but I really don't want any of my drinking buddies running the country. <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how do you feel about McCain? Uh, John McCain is a very respectable American. He is, uh, uh, he's way paid his dues. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I think he spent a little too much time in the sun in Arizona, you know, it, it gets to you, <laughs> you know, but, uh, by and large, yeah, he's respectable. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll actually be talking about one of the Democrats that I greatly admire, uh, currently on the political scene, uh, Howard Dean, who I see as the Democrats' version of John McCain, and that he is a maverick and he alienates his own party on many Great many candidate, occasions. great candidate. Yeah. I think they should get behind him. Well, great. Oh, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that, Tom. I, I agree. You guys, <laughs> I, I would get behind <laughs> Howard Dean, too, because that would spell disaster for the Democrats. I, well, the Democrats are screwed, man. They're oh, screwed for the next screwed. 20 years, man. They are. The Republicans well, are on top. They're riding that wave, you know. Uh, it's only going to get more and more that's that way, you know. Uh, well, uh, uh, the Democrats ha- don't have a cohesive force right now. Uh, they're all fractured, and all, you know they're they're cursing the darkness and not lighting any candles, and uh, and you know they really need to get their shit together if they're going to come up against the Republican uh, uh, machine right now. You got to watch the language there. Tom. Oh, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> and actually, on that note, uh, I should let you guys go. Thanks for letting me on. Well, no, thanks for calling, Tom. We uh, we hope you call back on a regular basis. So you guys are on, like, Monday night? Monday night's at 9. All right, yeah, I'll uh, I'll, uh, uh, try to check the language next time. But uh, (laughs) you guys have fun. It's a good show. Thanks a lot, Tom. We'll talk to you again. Well, I agree with Tom. I mean, the Democrats have completely dug their own hole on this one. And what I think is interesting about Howard Dean is to say, I think the thing that the Democrats have to understand is that they have a perception problem. They do not... They cannot connect with majority of Americans. And putting Howard Dean as the head of the DNC, I, I like it because it also means that the Republicans are going to be in power for quite a while. Howard Dean, people did, you know, you have to assume that most people do not follow politics like we follow politics. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at somebody like Howard Dean, and all they're going to think is, here's another stuck-up East Coast liberal, and they're not going to want to vote for him, and it's actually going to turn off. Oh, you mean a like whole a whole huge a Yale graduate, country. like George Bush? <laughs> no, don't even give me that. I don't know what you I'm know exactly what I'm talking about. The major problem, the reason why the Democrats can't win right now, Vermont, one of the most rural states in the country. Listen, I'm just worried about what I'm going to do next election when I don't have a choice of two cousins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, that's the problem with Democrats. You're going to sit here. The problem is, is that there is a total. There is a total disconnect from a huge percentage of this country where they see the Democrats as weak on defense, don't stand up for their values, don't stand up for their economic interests, and the Democrats aren't doing anything, anything to try to reconnect with those people. What they should be doing is going down there and finding somebody they can connect with those people instead of putting somebody like Howard Dean in the center uh, of the no, I've, 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 sat here long, I've sat here long enough listening to you uh, trash Howard Dean. Howard Dean was the victim of one of the most vicious smear campaigns from both Republicans and Democrats during the uh, presidential it, it was, primaries. It was downright McGovern. And, and yeah. <laughs> it was almost uh, McCain-esque. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Howard Dean, I don't know where this right, this left-wing uh, wacko persona of him came from. He's one of the most centrist uh, Democrats in the country. He 
garnered an A plus from the NRA so far as his uh, gun control issues. Absolutely, but and you know what? He's a fiscal conservative. He balanced the budget like what ten years in a row in Vermont. But you weren't listening to what I'm saying. You're right. He did get an A from the NRA. He is. I believe he is pro death penalty. If I am not mistaken. But that's not the problem. The problem is is that there is so many Americans out there who don't pay attention to politics who are going to look at Howard Dean and they're going to think that he's a liberal nut. They're not actually going to go out there and do research on the guy and find out that maybe there's... Maybe they have something in common with them. That's why the Democrats are failing, because they're going to continue to put these kind of people in the head, in the top levels of the Democratic no, Party, no. Actually, and that is not going to get any new votes for the well, Democrats. Right, that's like, yeah, okay. Well, just because I think actually the main, one of the Democrats' main problems is that they wuss out every single chance that they have. And so that whenever they have a chance at actually going more left and representing people, they completely whiff out and run to the right or run to the center, mm-hmm. and then they lose because they've lost the respect of the people that are supposedly voting for them, and uh, and then they immediately go, oh, God, what would she do? Oh, we should be more like the Republicans. <laughs> and and, and Howard, Dean, Howard Dean has propelled himself by constantly saying that we cannot win elections by being Republican light. That's his mantra, and he's absolutely correct. And Howard Dean is going to help define what Democrats stand for as head of the Democratic National Committee. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is. No, he's <laughs> going to build the party up from a state level. I hope Howard Dean is the head of the DNC. Hey, listen. It's going to be great for the Republicans. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> right now, the Republicans are run by Texans. They've got yeehaw. If the Democrats are run oh, by no. Dean, we'll have... Take it, Gavin. Yeah! There you go. But, yeah. Boy, we kind of really got... Uh, uh, the schedule well, here. But we're on Howard Dean now. Let's yeah, go on Howard Dean. Uh, but Howard Dean was in town last week, and uh, um, that garnered a lot of uh, press coverage. Also, I think the press coverage of Howard Dean was ginned up because the Phil Klein revelations came out at the same time. So you had Phil Klein, sort of the yeah, the the rights poster boy, the rights avatar, and Howard Dean the lefts and the progressives uh, poster boy uh, kind of, at least in the headlines, jostling for supremacy. Uh, unfortunately, Phil Klein went out on that one because his was far more embarrassing um, <laughs> in, in its newsworthiness. But Howard Dean was in town last week at Liberty Hall. Sold out crowd. I'm happy to count myself as one of the many drunken political revelers that were there. Uh, great speech. I, I am proud to say I was there too. Oh, Richard! Which is, uh, I, I'm sorry. I must have been in uh, too much of a free state uh, stout haze. I'm, I'm sure there's some liberal out there that just really so badly wanted to go see Howard Dean, and yet <laughs> I had <laughs> spotting on the ticket. That's <laughs> great. I slept well that night. <laughs> but here's my my problem, I guess, a little bit with Dean coming here. Mm-hmm. Western Kansas has not been visited by a national political figure since Eisenhower. <laughs> Do you blame them? No. But but really, I mean, they are so desperate for any attention. I think they he was in Topeka though. Yeah, well, Topeka. That's pretty much where the population stops. People in Kansas City think <laughs> no, that no, Topeka's no, you gotta, you gotta head out if he if he went to uh, out to oh, Hayes where they've got the Oktoberfest, things like that. I mean, it's wrong month, but that's what I know them for. <laughs> uh, you know, out, out, out to the Western Although Kansas, I, I think he'd make a better, bigger impact. Just a little side note about Hayes. Uh, the University of Hayes, I think, has Fort been Hayes. named, Fort Hayes, excuse me, has been named as one of the top ten party schools. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Howard Dean, I, I applaud Howard Dean in visiting Kansas. Um, you should have seen all of the progressives and the Democrats, the very lonely Kansas Democrats who were packed into Liberty Hall. About a thousand, probably only a thousand Democrats in Kansas. Well, see, I was, I, I went downtown and, and but yeah. they were almost crying. They were so well, happy no, that somebody I, I, paid attention to them. I didn't go to the Dean thing because I didn't know about it till too, 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 too late. And besides, I, I know what he's going to say. And so I, I was just downtown eating and watching them stream away and I'm like wow these are all the people that couldn't find a scalper but it turned out that it had only been 15 minutes long or something Yeah. but they really <laughs> all looked like abandoned children who had just been given an extra bowl of porridge <laughs> and and they just like uh, and they all had like 14 stickers on their forehead and were you Honking know for him. yeah stumbling down the street <laughs> uh, 
but, but all the all the honking for hemp and uh, drunks. That, well, of course, I was drunk and stumbling around. Yeah, so I yeah. Shouldn't they, talk too much about it. How could you uh, not be? Exactly. Well, if I'm going to sit through Howard Dean for the whole five minutes he was on the stage, well, it was probably longer than that. <laughs> I had to be a little tipsy to <laughs> listen to that. Although uh, the the gist of Gene Dean's speech. Uh, was basically that uh, Democrats cannot cede any state and they have to at least show up in every state. Did anyone, did anyone have the courage to break it to him that they already have ceded Kansas? <laughs> yeah, see, here's the problem that I see with Howard Dean, and I understand that Howard Dean is probably much more of a liberal, or um, liberal, excuse me, moderate Democrat than the media makes him out to be. I certainly know there are, some, there are some issues uh, for particularly the gun issue where the NRA gives him an A+, yeah, plus, an a I plus, believe. Actually. And I believe he's also um, pro-death penalty. Yep. Uh, but the, the major problem I see with Dean is more of a perception problem, and I think it's more of a problem with the Democratic Party in general. Um, I think this last election, and, and really, quite frankly, the last couple of elections have shown that there is a, uh, there is a major cultural divide, if you will, in this country. With the Democrats... The liberals in general, there is a huge po- segment of our population that they just simply cannot reach to, whether it's on uh, religious issues, but it doesn't have to be religious issues, whether it's economic issues, whether it's um, defense issues. Uh, the Democrats just simply are not doing what needs to be done to try to get people back to the Democratic Party. Howard Dean might look on the surface like he um, can fix all these problems. But I think that there are going to be major perception problems with Howard Dean. Uh, most no, people, most people do not follow politics like we follow politics. No, it's true. They're I mean, not going to. They're not going to. Most, most red lives. state, <laughs> most red state people are going to see Howard Dean as another one of the whiny, liberal, East Coast people that they cannot connect with. <laughs> let me let me ask you something, Richard. Can you name the head of the Republican National Committee? Um, can you name the former head of the Democratic National Committee? Yeah, the former head of the Democrat. Uh, what was his? Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows who the heads of the national committees yeah, but are. Everybody <laughs> knows that Howard Dean is now head of the Democratic no one, National Committee no because one, it has been so much press has been given to it. I'm waiting for the next Dan Brown novel when it turns out when he discovers that the Illuminati is in fact the head of both and, and that uh, Dean is simply a front. It's in fact, he looks he's he's upside Jesus. down. Are you not worried the about Virgin the perception Mary. issues? <laughs> that Howard Dean is going to bring to the Democratic Party? No, I mean, I understand that I'm, you're... Nobody pays attention. Son, I understand you, that you're excited you to Howard Dean. You said it yourself. Nobody follows the political news. The political rally that he has, has to build the Democratic my, message to the faithful. Okay, my point is, is that this time, this time with Howard Dean, since he was such a, a figure in spotlight with the election and his ranting and his raving before... Are you know during the primaries that now everybody knows that he is the head of the Democratic Party. And I have to say now people are paying attention to it. You know what? There are a few people. And there's going to be so many people out there that there are. uh, Yeah, I'll grant you. They're not going to think that they have anything with Howard Dean. His, they can't connect his with name recognition, Dean. yes, is higher than other heads of national committees. However, there has been a recent poll conducted saying that Howard Dean's favorability has actually gone up nine points since he won the DNC. Well, so I with at, the base, at, with at the, the base, worst, it has he has not been able to connect. Who's going to pay attention outside of the base to the Democratic national? The thing of it is that the, the the middle ground voters that everyone's like that you worry about perception aren't worried about Dean. They vote out of fear. They disagree with both parties. Mm-hmm. And so they well, just, as long as they that. want someone... <laughs> no, I mean, in general, they, you've got the majority of the votes in this last election who were from the swing voters went, I'm afraid to be bombed. That's where it came from. It wasn't a great disagreement I, on No, I disagree with oh, no. that. Well, no, Richard, this I think goes it's back to your national security argument. No, the Democrats national security... considered weak on national security. They're considered weak on national security because John Kerry didn't give anybody any reason to believe that he was going to be tough on that. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. If John Kerry would have come out with a strong defense policy, it's very possible that the Democrats would have won. If he had a defense policy. Yeah, he didn't have a defense (laughs) policy. Yeah, but the Bush one was essentially, we'll keep orphaning kids until they grow up and kill us. Yeah, but it's a policy. It It is a policy. policy. (laughs) Kerry didn't have one. Uh, That was actually part of Howard Dean's speech, is that you cannot allow the Republicans to define the rhetoric on that term. And in fact, if you look at the facts and you're able to shape the debate in such a way, 
in fact, Bush has made us weaker in national security. And well. how they're able to run on being such strong uh, pro-national security figures is mystifying. And part of Dean's job as DNC chair is not himself to carry the message, but to help shape the party's message and to help shape a platform, any platform. That's one thing the Democrats are sorely lacking in is a platform, period. And that's what he's going to be working right. on. And whether you like, like the Republican platform or you dislike the Republican platform, everybody knows what the Republican platform is. Yes. It's very obvious. Yeah. Gays. No, no, seriously. I don't the think Democrats, they do. They don't have any platform. I don't think pe- but I think it's all perception either way. I don't think you know, most people do know. You know, they've been driven into the fear issues of guns and bombs yeah. and abortion. And, and Dean addressed exactly don't that. The gays. And gays. And gays. Don't forget the gays. The gays are sowing death across the fields in Kansas. <laughs> we must outlaw gay marriage to save our crops. But, but, but there's far too many people to take that seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, and if but, you'll take that seriously, call 864-4044. But, yeah, we, uh, we were talking about Howard Dean and how part of his speech, part of his rally, was that in Republican strongholds like Kansas, which I have to depressingly point out, had a larger margin of victory for Bush than his home state. Um, if, you, if you just reframe the debate a little bit, if you just... Uh, try to throw some actual facts back at the Republicans and you uh, campaign on this and you have something to campaign on, you can peel away some of those moderate Republicans who have been so disaffected by the current administration, I'll go the war in now. Iraq, the economy. If you figure out for Kansas, in Kansas, how to help family farmers in like a plan that they can understand and that you can talk about and how to help factory workers in Kansas, you will win. In Kansas. No, and that's But the Democrats haven't even tried. They don't even want to because half the time they're in pockets of the same company. Well, that's true. And uh, I keep coming back to Dean, but uh, Dean touched on a lot of issues which are very pertinent to Kansas while I was here. Uh, talking about how uh, Bush in the budget is planning on cutting farm subsidies and how Bush and any of his party are able to run in such an agricultural state as this uh, without laughing in farmers' faces. Um, is is again mystifying. Well, actually, he's a good old boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think drink a beer with go out for a beer with him. Well, and I think the general idea is, hey, look, he's you know uneducated like me, meaning not like you know bad or whatever. But I think a lot of them don't like upper crust people who use big words. And I mean seriously, I mean these are the people who've been laughing at them all their lives, and there's good reason for them not to like him. And so they like Bush on that, but they because they sort of identify with him on that level, they think he must agree with them, and they're still voting for Eisenhower. Yeah. What happened to the FDR voters? I thought there were still some elderly FDR voters. Well, Eisenhower and FDR actually weren't that different. The problem is is that they they kept... The Republican platform used to be very different Uh, before the project for the New American Century. (laughs) PNAC. All that stupidity. Uh, But this is punditocracy, and we're kind of wallowing in local news pity. <laughs> but please, people, give us a call. Cheer us up. The number is 864-4044. Give us a reason to smile about our state again. <laughs> Not just Lawrence. Lawrence doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but it only took us 30 years to catch the killer. <laughs> See? But we got him. <laughs> Phil Klein was rooting. victims Phil later. Phil Klein did the gumshoe work. Put the shoe leather to the pavement in the dumpsters behind abortion clinics to piece it all together. That's right. That's what he's telling you. <laughs> no, it just the, the thing that gets me about Klein is the fact that he ever still gets elected to anything. He just runs for everything so that he accidentally wins every now and again because the Democrats don't put them on. What's the name of the uh, conservative nut job who lost to Moore? I've already forgotten his oh, name. Uh, Kobach. Oh. Kobach. Kobach. Yeah, that's right. How could you forget? What's he, wrong with Kobach? Yeah, Kobach apparently needs to be taking some crib sheets from uh, from Klein. Oh, don't He's compare young. Kobach <laughs> Klein. Well, you know, I, uh, uh, we have a caller uh, who would like to uh, enlighten us and the audience on some current events that are going to be happening in Topeka tomorrow. Uh, caller, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, what is it you'd like to talk about? Well, there's actually um, a vote going on in Topeka tomorrow that would, um, if if the ordinance is passed, it would legalize discrimination um, against homosexuals in the workplace. Like, I could, if I owned a business, I could 
um, not hire or I could fire someone based on their sexual orientation. Great. And also, um, it would remove all like protection of homosexuals um, under hate crime laws and all that kind of stuff. And it's only going on in Topeka, but it would be like the first city in like the nation to legalize discrimination against people based on their sexual orientation. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, they probably don't want to. Who is trying to? Put this through. Is it the city, city commission? Council? I believe. Yeah. Well, what I what I heard was that it was passed by the city. Like, um, what the city council did was they added sexual orientation to discrimination laws, like w- with like race and gender. Yeah, homosexuals you know? are considered a minority that are protected under discrimination laws. Yeah, and basically Fred Phelps like flipped out about it and surprise, uh, got a surprise. Yeah, exactly. So Whoa. it's on the ballot, and it's so backward. It's, it reminds me of the Holocaust, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, like people are going to have to wear pink triangles from now on, I guess. I don't oh, know. What's, uh, what is Kansas's new state slogan now? It's bigger than you think. And what is the new parody of that already on bumper stickers? Kansas, it's more bigoted than you think. As yeah. bigoted. As bigoted as you think. It could not be more bigoted than you think. <laughs> No, like, my family's from Alabama, and they don't even have this kind of stuff. And that's what I think of when I think of backwards. So, now, come on, Alabama, the great state that provided us Roy Moore, uh, advocate uh, for the Ten Commandments statue. But, I mean, Topeka's the city with Brown versus the Board of Education, and yeah. now it's possible that, like... Well, I can't I can, imagine I that know. this is actually going to pass. Oh, it oh, will no, no, pass. No, it, it's always oh, no. no, seriously, it's Topeka's. Yeah. Well, and I mean, our progressive past, which Kansas has a huge progressive past, the worker movement started here, Brown versus Board of Education, uh, uh, you know, a whole lot of the stuff for FDR, that has been largely forgotten. Well, I haven't heard of this, but I bet you it gets No, Richard, uh, Richard, I'll tell you how it's going to pass and how they're uh, presenting the oh, argument. Do, there, there, do no, me. this is how it's been presented in, in the articles, saying that uh, homosexuals do not deserve any extra protection. They're just people like the rest of us, no. as well. if they've never been discriminated against. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, well, because I, I haven't heard of this particular issue, but I mean that that is just that's well, terrible. <laughs> and the worst part, the worst part is like um, if it's passed, it won't be able to repe- be repealed uh, until 2015. So we have to like if if it's passed tomorrow, we have this law for 10 years, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's just so messed up. It's just kind of scary that it's even yeah. it was ever put on the ballot in the There's first place. There's all sorts place. of homophobes licking their lips right now, just waiting. Yeah. And and Topeka has one of the lowest voter turnouts uh, percentage-wise yeah. in the state. Probably. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's too depressed to go to the polls because yeah. they live in Topeka. <laughs> well, yeah. So is there is there an event going on there or anything? Is there a people going to get together to do anything there? Um, I mean. <laughs> It's not very well publicized. Like, this is something that, and I consider myself, like, pretty up-to-date when it comes to politics, and I just found out about this on Saturday. So, I mean, I'm sure Fred Phelps will be there, but... (laughs) With a bottle of champagne. His entire family might be enough to make a majority vote to get the grandkids in the polls. Well, I I hope that people are listening and... and I'm I'm sorry, Carl, I didn't get your name. Oh, my name's Laura. Laura. Thank, yeah. thank you for bringing this to yeah. our and everyone oh, else's attention, Laura. Thanks for giving me a forum. Uh, oh, please uh, call back in the future with uh, more late-breaking and depressing tidbits like this. <laughs> I just wanted to cheer you guys up a yeah, little bit more. You. We Yay. appreciate it so much. Thank you. But thank you sincerely for calling. Have you guys even oh, you're heard welcome. that? Good night to you. I haven't yeah. even heard of no, that. No, I haven't. No, and, uh, just a little she's bit. She's right. It has gotten such little publicity that I'd forgotten about it. It made like a little splash uh, in uh, the Lawrence Journal world. But anyway, you're listening to Punditocracy on KJHK. Uh, we are a politics and culture talk show, but you might not have known that just by listening to us. Uh, um, actually, before we get back into things, um, I would like to tell everyone out there that there's a new uh, SUV on the way mm-hmm. called the Bad Boy. Uh, it's bad Boy for Life. Yeah, it's not even a dumb headline. That's is the it, name is it of affiliated the thing. with P. Diddy at all? Uh, no, but Martin Lawrence. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so for a base price of two hundred and twenty-five thousand uh, dollars, you can get the basic version of the ten-foot-tall bad boy that can drive through five feet of water and climb a sixty-degree grade, tow six tons, and keep rolling even with a quarter-sized hole in the tire's sidewall. Um, 
Let's I see. would be shooting at this thing if I saw it. Yeah. I'd be fearing for my. It'd be like a giant hippo charging me in, in the, the African belt. That'd be frightening to see that thing on the road. <laughs> well, it gets better. Uh, for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you can get the full NBC version, which I guess is supposed do, to, do, do. yeah, keep you safe from their programming. Uh, which which can detect and block out fallout from nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons by overpressurizing the cabin with filtered clean air, much like an aircraft. However, the rest of us are not safe from the uh, biohazard that it's belching out. Yeah, its exactly. And and then then if you want it absolutely fully loaded, you're looking at a million dollars for this thing. And to look at it, it looks much like not a, I said a Mac. It's not a Mack truck. It's like one of those Volvo semis with a Hummer bumper. Uh-huh. Uh, Man. <laughs> and for only $10,000 more, you can get a bulletproof magnetic We Support Our Troops ribbon. Yeah. Welded to the back of your uh, bulletproof Hummer. Well, the, the company aims to sell 50 this year. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, like, you, can, you can get it with a PlayStation 2 and, and five DVD players. And oh, no, this is actually the, the hot-ticket right. item for uh, Bush's economy. There's uh, all sorts of studies done... Uh, the Christmas shopping season, saying how uh, normal retail is flat, except for the ludicrous ticket items like the sharper image, uh, Neiman Marcus, uh, you know, gold-plated Zeppelin sort of stuff. Uh, that was you know going through the roof because yeah, uh, this it was, it was a buyer's market for uh, uh, Bush supporters. That's right. Well, it'll, it will keep their $300 checks. It will, it will keep them safe from Bush's new a bomb in every city and a flipper baby in every home initiative. <laughs> I only eat tuna. That's flipper baby safe. <laughs> if you go to uh, www.badboytrucks.com, you can actually uh, see the military version in action. Uh, and then in in action. Oh, does it have a little MPEG with it? And, uh, it's a Windows Media file, uh, and it's only the military version. And, and we so. should say that we're not allowed uh, to endorse buying any products, so uh, let me say, do not buy this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're allowed This to is say, not a call to action. Please never buy this. This is a call to inaction. <laughs> and, oh, you can order it offline. How nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, yes, that's a... Uh, uh, an upcoming vote, April 5th, to outlaw gay marriage. Because uh, it's done so much. Yeah. And, and it's it, already so legal. I know. It's harmed so many children. <laughs> the plague on this nation. Um, but, yeah, gay marriage still being used as a fine wedge issue by the conservative right. And it's... Basically has no proponents right now, at least no concerted, organized proponents. However, there is a plucky little group formed here in Lawrence called the Kansans for Fairness. is formed on February 12th. Um, they have a website, www.kansansforfairness.org, uh, basically trying to wage a political campaign to defeat the gay marriage ban. And more power to them. I unfortunately think they're going to fail miserably. Because but Kansans, at least they tried. Kansans are not for fairness. No. <laughs> they certainly Obviously, not. they vote for people who screw them with their own bankruptcy bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that goes back to the, uh, what is the matter with Kansas? Uh, the Republicans use the feint of the hot-button social topics, i.e. gay marriage. Meanwhile, they sneak through something like the bankruptcy reform bill, which got basically zilch media coverage so no one knows about it and even if it did get media coverage bankruptcy reform is just such a sexy topic that so many people yeah. would have been hypnotized by it yeah and and i'm not a huge fan of the, the what's the matter with kansas book i think he underestimates a lot and is way too johnson county but uh, <laughs> it, he started a great it, uh, a political conversation it was right. uh, probably the most notable theory uh, that was uh, formulated last year and I think it's a lot to work with and build on. But gay marriage. Ooh. <laughs> but the uh, Kansans for Fairness, this group that was this grassroots organization, a Lawrence Bourne uh, spearhead, has uh, framed it as a David versus Goliath battle. 
Oh, of course. Which, of course, is enraging the uh, uh, fundamentalist leaders in Kansas. There's a great quote. Uh, it's amazing that they want to use a Bible character, such as David and Goliath, to go against the Bible's principle that homosexuality is a sin. So I mean, they're taking the uh, the invasion of Canaan model, uh, which is to get rid of all of them. Mm, that's right. Uh, so the other the, you know, the other biblical parallels are not quite fun too. I don't know nothing about no Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are confusing me. I see the Ten Commandments though. So David and Goliath—that's that talking dog, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, just on the subject of Bible stories, yeah, the whole sodomy, the name sodomy. Just because this is fun. Because Gamori is, is hard to pronounce. It is. Right? Gamorian. Yes, there you go. Uh, but anyway, so Lot, Lot, the one true man, leaves, and then they're, you know, then the city was destroyed. They usually cut off before Lot has sex with his daughters. Yeah. Which follows they directly. Yeah, they, drug him. they they date rape him. Right. They date rape their, their dad. They Phil get him Klein, bone Bill Klein yeah. were around, he would find out. And so he would take photos. I think that... Because he has to study this really closely. That's right. And, and I think lotomy is probably a bigger crime. <laughs> Not in this state. Oh, all about Richard. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, do you think a state has the right... To outlaw gay marriage, and on the flip side, what, what was the name of this group again? They sound like such a cozy little group. Kansans for fairness. Kansans for fairness. Kansans I gotta write fairness. that down. Again, you can visit their website www.kansansforfairness. Oh, one I'm, word. I'm there. Dot org. I'm so there. Well, no, I mean, you know, I've made it pretty clear, at least I hope that you know, I am not for a constitutional ban on gay marriage, um, but I do believe that the states have the right to uh, determine whether they want gay marriage. Um, in their state or not. And if a state decides that they want gay marriage, then I'm all for that because the states have every right to be able to do that. But the states also have a right to uh, ban gay marriage if they, if they, um, would if you they support, feel so. Would you support a Supreme Court decision overturning gay marriage bans throughout the country? I do not support any sort of constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage throughout the country. I think it is a state-by-state issue. All right. But however, however, if, it, if it did go into effect, do you think that the Supreme Court has the authority to dictate to the states what they should and shouldn't do? Um, no, quite honestly. Yeah. No. Well, you do realize that within the next, was it 20-odd years, uh, Latinos will become the majority of the population mm-hmm. unless someone bans Latino marriage. <gasps> do it. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> racist and prejudiced. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, a very appropriate analogy uh, that many of the opponents to the gay marriage ban have been using is um, separate but equal. This is another example of separate but equal. And not even that in most cases. Uh, for example, the Kansas legislation would not only ban gay marriage, it would ban civil unions and mm-hmm. granting equal status of any kind to homosexual couples, which is just uh, above and beyond. Jesus, yeah, Kansas. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, in most other states that have similar uh, amendments, they at least have exceptions. Well, you, you can't get married, but you can have all of the benefits. You well, won't be you get, married. You get yeah. five-eighths of a marriage. Yeah, it basically. Works before exactly. really well, yeah. clearly. And so it's, it, it no. really is a modern-day separate-but-equal scenario uh, where we've decided to openly discriminate against a subset of our population just because we think their lifestyle is kind of icky. Which is, which is actually, I think, great in, in a funny way because we tend to think of what is, a, a, you know, um, civil rights and all that. We in, in the U.S. tend to think of it as color of skin, which it wasn't always. I mean, let's not forget that the Irish. 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 Right. We're, we're once thought of. Scum of the earth. God bless exactly. It's thought yeah, of as a bunch of, race. bunch of drunk rapscallions. The Irish kind of are the scum of the earth. I mean, if you're going to discriminate against somebody, shouldn't you discriminate I'm, against I the Irish? Irish Jimmy. What can I say? Well, we're I filthy, do. filthy buggers. I do, <laughs> too, but, you know. but the point is the understanding of race uh, and then, oh, wait, women. So it's the understanding of gender and race. And then you know, it, it becomes more and more, but and, and everything else is redefined so that we can consider it not equal or not, to the point where you have white men complaining that things aren't right for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but no, no, right now, gay is apparently doesn't qualify to actually be something that should be a, 
No, if you uh, if you listen to the wonderful senator from Pennsylvania, Rick Santorum, homosexuality is the same as bestiality and incest. That's right. And no. so, oh, if you, no, no, grant, no, no, if you grant gay people the right to marriage, then uh, what's next? People marrying dogs? No, actually, he he is not the only one who said that. Scalia of the esteemed uh, Supreme Court said, and I'm going to get the quote slightly wrong, but I will get the important parts, which is that uh, gay marriage opens up uh, the possible or the it opens up the door to things like bestiality, mm. uh, pedophilia, and masturbation. These are the same. No! These yeah. <laughs> masturbation? Yeah. No! My hand is going to jail. <laughs> he doesn't. Apparently, our Supreme Court justice does know that. No, does not know that. I'm on a crime spree. Apparently, yes. <laughs> masturbation is illegal. Could you, Scalia, could you get? Uh, civil ser- union with your hand. Yeah, I think I, I, I think if I moved to Vermont, I could actually. Uh, There's a perfect example. If Vermont decided that they wanted to have homosexual uh, marriage, then hey, let Vermont have homosexual marriage. But Kansas, if they don't want to, it's their right not to have it. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> we, have, we have someone who'd like to contribute to our uh, oh so subtle, tasteful <laughs> and tasteful conversation. Tasteful. Mike, are you there? Hello. What's going I'm, on, Mike? I, I'm a criminal mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a serial masturbator. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm really curious what Mike had to say for himself. Well, first of all, he, he's uh, just wondering, uh, 20 years from now, when we look back on this debate, uh, will we be laughing our asses off at our past selves? Because, you know, we'll be in cryogenic chambers, preserved. Or at least our heads floating in little glass bottles, as Futurama has taught us. Looking back, yes. What was the big deal with gay marriage? He also wanted to know uh, what would uh, happen first, what would be legalized first, gay marriage or um, the reefer? You see, the reefer has to be mar- uh, legalized Don't fear the reefer. first, and then people will be so mellow. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> they will let them get married. I mean, the reason marijuana is illegal is because black people smoked it and, and played jazz. So yeah, maybe yeah. we can hope that that's developed to the point where they'll make it legal until it turns out homosexuals smoke it, <laughs> which point it will be removed. And again. then house music yeah, will yeah. somehow become illegal. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Sure will be banned under the uh, uh, illegal substances. <laughs> I think the Pet Shop Boys pretty much are banned in the U.S. already. Yeah, probably. I actually think that's a pretty tough question. But yeah, but what do you think, Richard? What, what about that hypothetical Ooh, that Mike posed? I What would be legalized I first? I just don't know. Um... Probably gay marriage. Yeah, I think just because you know, I think you were the one that made the point that uh, stoners just aren't organized enough yeah. to <laughs> really make a drive. Man, not legalized. we're supposed to go do something today. Hey, if car honks were votes, man. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I got tickets to Dave Matthews. Want to go? Yeah, man. Yeah, but I honestly do think that gay marriage would be legalized first because that is the debate that's happening right now. And it will probably take several decades for this debate to be resolved. But uh, since it is on the front burner, I think gay marriage and honestly, will be legalized first. Gay, gay marriage is a human rights issue. Yeah. And marijuana uh, and hemp, the reason that they're illegal, has more to do with industries, the cotton and... Uh, William Randolph Hearst. Right. Cotton and paper industries don't want it because it actually provides better it's, fiber. Yeah, it's so. uh, easier to replenish and it's uh, sturdier. I'm all for uh, legalization of plastic out of it. Damn straight. You know why? Because it would help the economy. It's true. Oh, imagine that windfall of taxes. Oh, absolutely. Just imagine like the instant like fifty percent tax that. Oh, you could put no. You could put a hundred percent tax on marijuana and people would pay it. I really think the tobacco and I would assume that the tobacco industry. Oh, they've already got plans for it. Right, would be the uh, industry that would actually distribute pot and. My God, think of the money they can make off that. Think of how much that would help our economy, our country, everything. It would not only help uh, the struggling tobacco industry, yeah, (laughs) but it would help our tobacco industry. It it would would be a brand-new bumper crop. It would be something new to subsidize. Well, the tobacco (laughs) industry is suffering. I mean, you know, the customers they have keep dying. (laughs) That's true. true. Well, all those those tobacco executives, they've they've been smoke-cured. So they're basically mm. mummified, kind of, kind of like sun-dried tobacco leaves. They will not die. Yeah, nobody seems to mention lesbian marriage. Nobody cares about lesbian marriage. Because it's hot. No, no. <laughs> yeah, notice, notice that. Well, we we've got to take off here, and we're going to leave you with uh, uh, some some good music for it. Here's 
back with sex laws. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. 